Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie. And I'm Chris. Uh, is it your pace or mine today, Chris? Uh, it's going to be yours, Ellie. You got a story to tell. Story to tell. Well, I will start with uh, this weekend. Well, next weekend, April 4th, my friend and very, very good runner, Amelia Kaufman and I are doing a little bit of a fundraiser. Uh, she and I are both unemployed uh, in this time. We are still in the pandemic, everybody. And Dateline, March 27th. Yes, here we are. Um, and so we don't really have the financial means to support too many organizations. Um, so what we came up with is doing a little bit of a running fundraiser for, to raise money for the Finger Lakes running store called Sean Bagels and Finger Lakes fitness centers, all three organizations we're a part of. And so on April 4th, in conjunction with the Backyard Quarantine Ultra put on by Personal Peak Fitness, it's a virtual um, last runner standing event. We are going to both run on a treadmill 4.16 miles every starting every hour at 9 a.m. And we're going to see how long we can go. And we are asking people to pledge any amount of money or give us a donation uh, for this event. And we're hoping to raise some money for the three businesses. We're taking a little bit of leaf out of Eric and Sheila's book, running a virtual race to save our favorite businesses. And so um, we'll put a link in the show notes to the Facebook event and the Google doc sign up if anybody is interested. And it would really mean a lot to us because these companies are our families and we might not have tons of money, but we can run. So we're going to run. How are you, Chris? Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm, you know, life is a, life is a roller coaster right now. Um, so before I get into that, though, I want to follow up on some of the things you said. You said, uh, taking, uh, I, I love what you said, taking a leaf out of Eric and Sheila's page. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, I'm getting dumber in the quarantine. I know it. So Trails Rock uh, started a um, virtual COVID nineteen miler, and all it's uh, it's you can sign up on Ultra Sign Up and uh, basically run nineteen miles. Um, essentially, it's a fundraiser to donate money to um, our three local stores here, uh, split evenly. All profits go to them. So that's pretty neat. Um, as of now. Uh, there's 208 people that have signed up, you know, and it's 20 bucks. Um, and when you do sign up, you can also donate a little bit more. So there's that for the Rochester shops. And then you have your, um, your model is to pledge per loop. And if people know Ellie and people know Amelia, you know, um, there can be some money generated there because uh, you two girls can run. You got some legs. Yeah, and we got food from College Town Bagels, which is going to be pretty great because I've been. That's we'll talk about that in the food segment, yeah. actually. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that we're able to run for a while. I mean, 
I told, I jokingly told Jason Mintz, uh, he made a pledge. He was one of the first people. And I was like, I'm going to run till I, bro- I make you, I make Jason Mintz broke. Jason Mintz and- is a lawyer, you know. <laughs> I know. That's going to be great. Um, so I, uh, I have yet to pledge because I have, uh, you sent me the links on my uh, phone and I don't do the Facebook stuff. So I was like, I'll have to figure this all out later. Well, you better believe I'll be uh, I'll be throwing some some cash in the pile too. So uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's a really neat, unique idea, and um, I'm interested to see uh, if uh, if if one of you can uh, do the 24 hours. I know you've never I done. I think a Amelia hours. can do it. I mean, I think that's, she can. That's crazy. But I'll be- I'll be, I'll be anxious to, I'm glad I'm going to be there. <laughs> you get to see it I just like hand. turn off the lights, like bye Amelia and I leave. <laughs> so, um, in addition to this, there's also a lot of other things, um, that are happening. So Rochester running company created a Patreon and they're making a whole new series. Uh, it's funny. The first one came out, it's called socially distant neighborhood and it's sort of a play on Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Um, and they're calling up all local runners, um, you know, to like reconnect with them and share. And they're doing a bunch of stuff. Um, Joss Rossi, uh, who is Pursuit Performance here, which a lot of runners go to, um, he's doing virtual home workouts. Um, you, uh, I've seen you on Trails Collective twice with Ian now. So Ian has his um, Trails Collective video and Medved and Finger Lakes and Running Company all have online shops where you could go and buy some gift cards if helping out, um, you know, running uh, stores is your thing. And then what I've been digging on all this week, I wanted to mention, is um, Ben Gibbard, who's uh, an ultra runner. But first and foremost, primarily, he was uh, he's the lead singer of Death Cab for Cutie uh, and the Postal Service. And... But he's also an ultra runner, and uh, all week he's been doing live streams of shows from his house. So he's been doing an hour-long like acoustic concert every day, um, and I've been sort of living off of those things. So all of those. Oh, I've been doing that too. Haven't you caught that? <laughs> That's on my Instagram story. Oh, see, yeah, the the seal. I'm, and you know, like I said, I've been taking social distancing to the fullest. Like I'm even social media distancing, like. I don't know why I, I just, I don't, um, I don't scroll anymore. Like I just don't do it. Um, because I, you never know what you're going to come across. Like you start feeling good, you start feeling good. And all of a sudden blammo, you get hit in the face with something that, you know, it's like, ah, oh, why are, you know, so. No, I feel that I used to, like, I don't, I've unsubscribed, well not unsubscribed. I just, uh, delete this one news uh, news, uh, newsletter that I get from, it's called the next draft by Dave Pell. And I normally love reading that, um, at night, but it's all just about the virus right now. And I mean, I get it. It's like, he thinks it's like one of his duties to make people aware. And that makes sense. But for me, it's just, I know what's going on. It's not serving me. And, you know, um, just sometimes I just can't scroll. I haven't been doing as much scrolling as more. I still try to keep up with like my stories and posting because I do get a lot of messages saying, please keep posting. We like seeing this. This is very encouraging. And so, um, 
I, and I don't, I don't feel like it's a burden or anything to post things, but yeah, scrolling hasn't been my uh, focus right now. Um, it's more like logging in and out of the unemployment, um, website trying to do that is more my my social media right now which is so fun (laughs) yeah you know uh and i guess that would be my my social uh my um i don't know what i would call it my um my advertisement is uh if you're gonna post something just post something nice nobody needs you to preach at them at this point you know like let's just try to stay a little bit positive and you know we don't need to be getting down on each other. Like there's, there's enough of that out there. Like I would love to go out to Instagram and see everybody doing great things and posting positive, uplifting things. But I I just can't because I know right around the corner is somebody going to be all preachy and uh, are down and negative. And so I just can't do it. So blah. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's kind of how my week's been. Um, going back to your original question, it's been a roller coaster. I mean, stuff at work at the hospital is doing, um, I guess sort of like we're getting our technology feet under us now. We got the test going. The results are coming in. They're displaying properly. Um, The front lines, I mean, the equipment and all that is still crazy. But for me, um, it's sort of flattened out a little bit. But I have these days, like I ran on Tuesday. I felt great. I was like, yeah, I ran on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, I felt like not so great. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I was just like, bleh. And, um, I stayed up way too late. Just, I don't even remember watching what I was watching. I just didn't feel like going to sleep and I just stayed up super late. So then yesterday I was all groggy and not feeling good today. I feel like, uh, you know, a million bucks took the kids on a run today. I ran one mile with Liam and then one mile with Riley and then went out and ran two miles myself. Feel good. Pretty good. And we got our second podcast out in a week. Like, you know. It's all up and down. It's so, everything changes so quickly now. Yeah, I, I can't, I, it's like I long for like the days when, <laughs> you know, nothing was happening. It was great. It's, it's going to be so amazing to just go for a silly, boring, little three-mile group run again and talk about the weather, you know? Yeah, um, or um, the only person I've let myself run with is my sister right now, and um it's like it, we, there isn't much cause the things we used to talk about, um, they're just kind of the virus is like overshadowed a lot of things and like everything is affected by it. So, um, yeah, it's just some, some of our runs are just like, we're six feet apart from each other and just breathing. You know what? And those are some of, but those used to be some of my favorite, runs um you know when when we do like hard long training runs in the woods you're alone but you're with people you know and you don't you don't need to talk to know that somebody's there with you you know and i guess that's that's kind of reassuring as well like we can be together and not have to be constantly talking to each other or to constantly reaffirm each other hey i'm here i'm here i just want you to know i'm here like you can just be there you know yeah, so. and I mean, she knows I'm there. She can hear my heavy breathing. <laughs> she can hear those big old footsteps. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, so I was like I was saying, I was on top of the world, went for a run. Uh, somebody dropped off a dozen donuts on our front porch today. 
So that was really cute. So we gave some to the neighbors because we don't need a dozen donuts. But so that was nice. And then I took a shower and I was like, wow, hot showers are amazing. And then I heard that Western States was canceled. And I was like, boom, bow, bing, bow. Like it's just, it's up and down. It's cr- cr- crazy. But you can't pretend like you weren't like expecting nope. Western no, States. No, it's not. It's not that you weren't expecting it. Like it's yeah, uh, obviously travel. Uh, people are traveling from all over the world for that race, right? It's not yeah. little. It's not Billy Bob's two miler in the back of his house. Like this is that's a big time race from every. You know, I don't even know how many countries they probably had twenty countries this year. So you knew it was gonna happen, but then it happened. There's yeah. like a small every like thing that we expect to happen even if you prepare yourself there's like this little small sliver of hope that maybe maybe it won't happen and it'll be like okay and then it happens and you're still like i know this was going to happen but still yeah it's like an affirmation that that what you thought was correct (laughs) even though the sun is shining you know you still pretty bad out there but I really am noticing how much my mood is affected by the weather now that I'm, my life is a lot slower, even though the news seems to be coming so fast, my life is a lot slower. And today, for example, like, so I go for a run and my morning is usually like, I've got some semblance of routine and, you know, feeling good. And then I just start to feel like kind of crappy from like 11 till 2.30. And then at 2.30, like this, I just noticed like the sun was out and it started to feel better. And then my sister was like, do you want to go for a run? And I was like, how about like a hike jog and <laughs> just get to get outside? And I did feel like a million times better. I mean, nothing in my life really changed. It's like, I mean, monetarily wise or like my job situation, Um, but you know, today I did a couple things for, I've been emailing a lot of people just to get the word out about, um, Amelia and my fundraiser. And then my boss, even though there aren't any like work hours for me, he was just like, if you want to volunteer, we could use like this. Cause he also does a lot of community outreach and stuff with the food pantries and stuff. And so just having that to do tomorrow and the next couple of days, like gives me a little bit of purpose. So I feel like you know, maybe this is just, maybe I should just, I have a tons of extra vacation time. And so, I mean, maybe this is just my time to volunteer, be of service and, you know, not make much money. Yeah. I saw that you had posted that, um, college town was doing a, um, pay what you could, um, like having, having bread and bagels out in the back and pay what you Mm -hmm. can. Oh, it's not in the back. It's in the front. Oh, well, you know, I well, put it in the front, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. So that's too. really nice. Yeah. Um, okay. So whew, that's the uh, what's going on today. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I guess in another way, we are still uh, healthy. Yeah. You're still healthy. I I was touch and go yesterday or did uh, last night. I was like, oh, but anyways, I'm healthy. Here it is. I ran, and I think somebody with uh, coronavirus could not run four miles today. So um, I must be healthy. That's a pretty good sign. Yeah. Um, all right. So we did promise people who listened to last <laughs> the last episode. If you made it to the end, Ellie did promise you that she was going to talk about the trials. Um, and we're about 15 minutes into this episode. 
And she's going to talk about the trials now. <laughs> we need to get into the way back time machine. Like Wayne's World. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, as best as you could recall, Ms. Pell, um, <laughs> where were you on the day of February 29th, 2020? So, um, on February 29th, 2020, I was... We, well, I woke up in my hotel room and uh, I waited until noon for the first time ever in my life to start a race at noon. And so here's like basically the day. This is what us elite ultra, uh, ultra, uh, us elite runners do on marathon day. We wake up and I was really excited. So I'm still floating on air. Like I'm probably wasting a lot of energy just being excited, but I didn't really care. I was like, this wrist race can go whatever it is. I'm at the Olympic trials. This is crazy. And, um, my two teammates, Chelsea and Bailey were across the hall at the hotel. So we all just went down for breakfast, um, made sure we were, eating and hydrating, um, but took things pretty slow. Like, I think that we all just were talking and we were nervous, but excited. And, but we were also trying to be in the moment. Like I didn't wish the race started earlier. I didn't, I wasn't nervous. I was just really, really excited. Like I'm at the Olympic trials. This is insane. And I kept saying that to my, um, two teammates. I was like, you guys in 58 minutes we're going to be running this race and they were excited too um their coach came and gave us like a pep talk um but like you know he and I don't really have that it was nice to see like his interaction with them and he was also extremely kind and nice to me um and so it was kind of cool to have like, you know, that coach coming in and just like, you guys are ready for this or whatever. And I was just like, I've been telling them that for like for two months. Come on. I'm the coach here. Uh, no. Uh, and yeah, we just sort of, uh, talked and we were, uh, FaceTiming with some of our training buddies back home, uh, kept eating things, hydrating, um, making sure we were going to the bathroom, but it was really like, just, I felt very present. And that was really cool because normally before races, I'm like scrambling. I mean, I don't think I've ever warmed up before a race. You should warm up by the way, but I don't. <laughs> and, um, and so that was neat. And then they started shuffling us down across the street to where the warm up area was. And that was even just, there was supposed to be a warm up area, um, right near the start, like a half mile, but we all warmed up around the park near the Ferris wheel. And we were just talking and seeing all the elites walking around. That was really neat. Um, and just, I, I really just felt like completely in the moment and I wasn't worried about anything. Like I, I think I mentioned, I'm in a pretty good position where there's no chance that I can win and I'm just there to have fun. And I like working hard. So I wasn't afraid of anything. I didn't have any nagging injuries or anything that was really worrying me. So that felt pretty good. Um, there were so many women, but we all were like, it, I didn't feel like they were my competitors. I just felt like we were all there to enjoy something that we all love to do. And it probably felt different in, towards the front of the pack. But, I mean, it was great back where I was. It was like, you know, the, the Olympic Trials Marathon is like a mullet. Business up front, party in the back. And I was in the back. <laughs> 
and uh, <laughs> and so so the race goes off. Well, first the men went off, and then our race started. And the first, it was a three mile loop of, uh, no, a three loop of eight miles. Excuse me, I can speak. And the first loop of eight miles, it was just, I, I was finding my rhythm, but also I was still in the euphoric, like I'm at the Olympic trials. This is insane. And it just felt really great. Um, there was, there were people everywhere. I have never had that experience where I've been cheered for the entire race. Like I couldn't hear a thing. There was just people cheering, people yelling. And cause my name, Ellie rhymes with probably half of the field. I felt like everybody was cheering for me and they probably weren't. But you know what? That's the benefit of having a name that rhymes with everything. And um, I saw a couple people that I knew, a couple people that I had just met. That was pretty cool. Um, and that so that was the first loop. Uh, very windy, very hilly. Um, but they told us that, so I was ready for that. And a little wind doesn't scare me. Sure, it kind of stinks, but you know. Uh, second loop, things did start to get a little bit harder. The hills were a little bit grindinger, uh, more grind, grindinger, a little bit, they were grinding and the wind was really bad. Uh, and I think I just started to notice those things more, but it still was one of those situations where I'm at the Olympic trials. This is pretty awesome. And I've tried to teach myself over the past couple of years, especially with doing ultras that the pain's going to be there. So make it your friend or like, just know it's going to be there and it's probably not going to get worse. And I saw a lot of some people walking by that point already. Um, and I saw people's bibs getting blown off of them. That was interesting. Uh, I saw wrappers and bags like floating across because the wind was that bad. Um, and then in the last loop, things kind of started to hurt. My feet started to hurt, which I think that actually, if I do, another marathon in the future, I probably will try the Saucony Endorphin Pro carbon plated shoe just because I heard that the, the one benefit with the carbon plated shoe is that towards the end of the race of all my marathons, my feet have really start, have started to hurt in like the last two miles. And so I think that that's just pounding and I think that's one of the benefits of the carbon plated shoe. Anyway, that's a little bit of a side note. Uh, so my feet were hurting, uh, the, the 180 degree turns started to really grind on me and I felt like I was walking around them, but I wasn't going to, I, I didn't know what else to do besides go slowly around them. My teammate and I, and Chelsea and I, uh, we sort of were together. We were running together a little bit and then she would lead and then I would lead. And then, but then I ended up losing her. She, she bonked a little bit, didn't have the greatest nutrition day. Um, and then on the third lap, there's like a, there was like a two mile end. we called it the victory lap. And that was an uphill wind tunnel. And let me tell you, if like, I wonder how many people dropped out right there because like, and that would really suck. Cause it was like mile 23. So you have like a 5k left, but so you're so close, but you're also so far that that wind was just whipping you in the face. And it sort of felt like a vacuum cleaner was like sucking you back and just like, <laughs> no, climbing up the road. Um, but yeah, I got through that. And then all of a sudden it's like 800 meters to go, 400 meters to go, 200 meters to go. 
And you know me, of course, I lost it. And so like, I of course started crying. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I crossed the finish line and I looked for my teammate Bailey who finished ahead of me. And I also turned around and looked for Chelsea, even though like everybody was like, please move to the side. Here's some water. Here's a space blanket. Like I was like, no, wait, I got I can't leave my girls out there. Like I just can't. And eventually Chelsea passed through and she uh, got sick. She wasn't doing pretty that well. But uh, then I found my sister and dad and um, that was then the race was over and I was just the happiest I've probably ever been. And it was wonderful and it hurt a lot. But I feel like the best experiences of my life that I've ever had, there was like a little bit of hurt in there. And that was the race. That's that. And so uh, uh, you ran the the second fastest marathon you've ever run. Yes. At any point, did you feel like, hey, this is going pretty darn good, actually? No. (laughs) I really, I have never really looked at my splits during a race. The only time I did was at Hartford to make sure we weren't going too fast, but we were going too fast anyway. So I can't say I was very good at it. (laughs) This one, uh, it was my second fastest race, but I also knew that like the last loop was going to grind on me. So I wasn't really like, I feel great. Let's go. It was like, no, I tried to be very conservative Um, but looking at the splits after the fact for like the last six miles, everyone slowed down measurably, but I kept my splits the same. (laughs) And I think, and some people ask like what, how I did, like my training partners were like, how did you do that? Cause like we were explaining like, yes, it was a wind tunnel and it was ridiculous, but I what it's not like I was looking at my watch like got oh, to keep this at like a 640 or 630 or whatever. I w- it was more just like I get it in my head that like yes this is painful but just keep going and I just keep it the same effort. And so I no matter what the split says, I know what an honest effort is for me. And so I just tried to keep it an honest effort and tried not to get too greedy because even if I felt good, I would like look up and see like someone like falling off the sideline or like the wind whipping off somebody's. So I was always very conscious of not overdoing anything and also trying to enjoy what I was doing. So, I mean, I, I didn't PR at all. I don't think that was a PR course, but I did the best that I could. And I don't feel like I shortchanged myself at all. Um, and it was great. Like it was really, it was really wonderful. You snuck in right under 245. 244.59. <laughs> Couldn't have planned that. Yeah, so now you get to say you ran a 244. <laughs> I don't know if I can, but. <laughs> That's pretty great. Did, do you feel like um, this might change sort of, we talked previously, like now you know what it is like to be in a race with those really fast people and be around those really fast people and realize that that kind of is where you belong. Yeah. I, I had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to, because you know how sometimes when you get off into the front and you know, you're winning, sometimes that's like 
even better than chasing. Yeah, by the way, you get the, this like boost. For the record, I don't know what that's like. Pretend you're playing a video game or something. Okay. All right. And yes. you get into the front and you're like, it's sort of like you're running for your life, mm-hmm. like just trying to run, like a lion is chasing you. Sometimes that really works. And so I think in a lot of races, that I've been, my mindset has been like, don't let them catch you. And so I just keep going. Whereas this, it was kind of like, I kind of enjoyed working together with the, the ladies that I was running next to. Um, and even though that group was always changing because there was so much changing, like, cause a lot of carnage and then people would just feel good, go ahead of me and then come back or whatever. And I, I never really felt like I want to beat you. It was more like, okay, let's work together for this next, for however long we're near each other. I don't really think, especially in a marathon, because it's so long, like I don't really think you can like be in that. I want to beat you for the whole time. Cause that's a long time to have that mindset. And I feel like that might waste more energy. Whereas like wait till the last six miles of the last five K in order to do that. But I also do hear it like elites at the front that some of them make moves earlier to break away or whatever. And then come like they take turns leading or something. But, um, yeah, I don't really think I ever was like, I'm going to make a move here. It was more like, <laughs> just keep going. Yeah, like that um, guy Dan Schrader. Maybe, maybe I belong you know? up there for the next one. I don't know. Like that guy Dan Schrader, you know, he led he led the the, the trials for the first uh, thirteen miles. Just, I know that he, was pretty that was pretty ballsy. I have ran, to say because I watch a, I have watched the live stream. Yeah, he ran a really great half marathon. Yes, and sometimes that's that's what people want to do, like in triathlon, where those some some of the guys are just really good at biking, so they just try to like bike real fast, and yeah. then they just like bonk in the marathon, yeah. like Starkowitz or whatever his name is. Yeah, I don't know, uh, I don't know the tri stuff, but it was funny because you know nobody, I'm sure not even him expected that he was going to hold on for the whole race. I think he wanted to go out there and give it a go, and at first, the announcers tried to say like. Uh, you know, boy, this, uh, that's not smart. That's not smart. And then one announcer was like, well, you know, th- this is, you don't come here without a dream, you know? And so then maybe he's just trying to muscle it and make it happen. You know, maybe that, and it was fun to, you know, I mean, sure. When, when Galen decided that he wanted to lead the race, he went and led the race, but that guy had a, he had a good run at it, Mr. Schrader there. So yeah, well, props yeah. to him. I think he blew yeah, up I mean, there. I thought it was like pretty ballsy. And then I was really impressed with Jake Riley. And, um, actually the biggest, the best flex I saw was actually by Galen at the start line. Everybody around him was like, you know, like getting ready and stuff. Galen's just sitting at the start line sitting. There's a great photo. He's just sitting there and, and the guys are kind of like looking at him. Like, what are you doing? He's just sitting there. Yeah. Saving his energy. Yeah. Matt flex guy knows what he's doing. That is a professional marathoner right there. Say what you want about Galen, but he, that he can't, he knew what his job was and that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so running, we talked about it in our running podcast. That's pretty great. I know <laughs> this is good. This makes me feel good. I'm probably going to like, you know, yeah. I'm going to sleep well tonight. Yeah. I'm going to go run again. I think maybe uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Do tomorrow. it. Take a little lap around the block. <laughs> well, I took the kids for a mile each today and it was, it was pretty good, you know, and I had two decent miles with them and, you know, so we're going to keep getting them chugging along and, 
you know, get them ready for their fall races, I guess, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's maybe. wrap up. What are you eating, Ellie? All right. So, um, Let's with take a spin to the, the my my company has been CTB has been really great with um they they can't give me hours right now but they've taken care of me which is really nice so I'm not vegan anymore because all my food is CTB like the stuff that is like past well it would have gotten it was like had to be sold today and then they like are very generous and letting me take what I want. And then also they're putting free bread outside. So right now I'm crushing on, I just had a big, like half a loaf of this. It's um, cheddar chive sourdough bread. Mm. And so it's like bread with cheese baked into it. And then I've been putting uh, roasted red pepper hummus on it. And the only vegetables that I have left are pickles. So <laughs> I'll put some pickles on there and um being healthy here in the 607 um and so i've been eating a lot of bread and anything that looks good that's getting thrown away at ctb um a lot of scones the breakfast pastries i'm enjoying that and um i've been running a lot so the extra carbohydrates has been working really well for my body i haven't had any mid-race accidents or mid-run accidents so right now i'm just you know um not really thinking about i mean bread is like the one of the perfect foods so i love it but i'm not very focused on like um, getting those blueberries or like the fresh stuff. I'm more just like very thankful for how my company is taking care of me in this time and taking care of Ithaca really, because people are loving the free bread and pay as you go stuff that we have. So I feel really lucky and, um, bring on the bread. Nice. How about you? Um, I've been, so, you know, I said, uh, yesterday, I didn't feel very good at all yesterday. And I'm I'm choosing to blame my diet rather than any other invisible gremlins. Broccoli I think and spinach wraps. I, think I've just been eating. Well, that was last week. This week, I don't even know what I've been eating. I've been living off of uh, Cliff's uh, nut butter filled uh, nut bars, and um, what else have I been eating? Well, when when my um, when my darling wife takes care of me, I eat like a king. But if it's just me, I got to get this work from home thing down. Cause I wake up, I uh, do a little bit with the kids and I come down here and I'm like, Oh crap, I forgot to eat. And I eat a cliff bar. Then I'm like, Oh no, I worked through lunch. Uh, I guess I'll eat a cliff bar. And so when, when uh, she brings me down a plate of food, I'm like, Oh my goodness, the kingdom is open to me. You know, like today she made me a wrap with um, like rice and beans in it and um, some carrots with some hummus and a little bowl full of like mixed nuts. It was like heaven. But uh, other than that, I've been eating like hot garbage. So I got to really. You've been eating like you're running an ultra. (laughs) Like that's that's good ultra food right there. Well, that's the thing. Like I just come down and I get starting, I start working and then like the day is done and I'm like, oh crap, I forgot to do any human things. Um, So I'm trying to, I, I got a, I'm, I got myself a little timer that I'm putting in front of me. I got my little Pomodoro timer on my desktop now. And every 25 minutes I got to get up and go do something because I, I like, if I get up and I, I do have my big giant water bottle here that I brought home with me 
This is my, I need to get better about that. This is my gallon a day water jug. Yeah, I had like at work, I would always have like a cue, like when I walk into work, fill up my water bottle and like sip on it. But like now I drink a lot of tea with breakfast, but then if I don't really think about it, I, it'll be like 1130 and I'm like, I feel like crap. And then I'm like, oh yeah, maybe you should drink something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's how I feel with the food. Like, so I was, my head was a little bit swimmy and everything and I'm like, ugh. I don't know what it is. And then like last night I did woke up in like the middle of the night and I was like a little bit sweaty and I was like, Oh no. Um, but that only lasted for a little while. So I think I'm fine. But anyways, yeah, you can really get yourself going on this stuff. Stay away from the news. Don't read any articles, close it all down, shut it down. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really affect me anymore anyway, because like all the bad stuff has happened. So I'm just, it's kind of like, you know, when in, in a race, when you're like, this hurts, it's just going to hurt. I just have to accept it and not overthink it or try to avoid it. I think that just might be what I'm doing now is like, I know what happened. It's still happening. And, um, I'm just going to roll with it. And I think part of my problem is I like to be productive and I like to, I like my, I love my job and I don't, and I feel weird not doing anything. Yeah. And just, I mean, it's hard to concentrate when you can't, like, I love reading, but I started three books and they're just not, it's just not, not, they're not grabbing my attention. Like, I just can't stop thinking about like, what can I do to like help or be productive or whatever. And it's, it's taken me a while to just like relax about it. And I'm still struggling with it because I still am frustrated that I can't get to the unemployment office. I'm still frustrated that, you know, I have to pay rent, even though I'm probably not going to, and they can't evict me because guess what? The courts are closed. So screw you. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, I wish I was better at this thing, but I, I can't just pretend like, Oh, this is just vacation. Cause it's not, I don't get to do anything fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It does speak a little bit to how tightly wound our culture is that we can't uh, relax, but it's also how dependent we are on money and how dependent we are on each other and how interrelated it, it all is, you know, like we are literally all in this thing together, you know? And I, with the money thing, like everybody's been wonderful. Who's offered to send me money or it's wonderful. Thank you, everybody. Um, I just, at the end of the day, and I was listening to a podcast, um, by Rich Roll and his wife said something really just that has stuck with me since I listened to it on Tuesday. And it was when we die, we're not taking any money with us to the grave. So I don't think that I need to worry about money anymore. And sure, I'm going to be poorer after this pandemic, but I am not taking it with me when I die. And it's not like I can't like be happy in my basic necessities and be happy with what I have right now. And yeah, it's, it's hard, but I'm working on embracing things like that. Right. Right. But uh, to that end, if you do donate money to the Patreon, all that money will go right to keeping a roof over Ellie's head. 
So, oh yes, we have a Patreon. Yeah, we don't tell anybody about it. That's why there's no money in it right now. But we have a Patreon. Uh, Chris sent me the link a while ago, and I think I'm, I think I sent him like a an emoji with like a, the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> but there is one, and it is in the show notes. There is a link, and if you do send money to that, it does go right to Ellie. Um, so that's there's where, that. El- where Ellie can donate it to where she feels like she right. should donate well, that's, it. That's what I'm doing with the running inside out podcast. All the Patreon money that goes to that is being redistributed to, um, a bunch of different other places right now. Cause the podcast will be all right. Um, you know, and you, you can choose to do with it as, as you want. I mean, we'll, uh, all of the ones and fives of dollars that come rolling in will be great. People can join on the uh, Ellie's Hobo Stew tier and uh, maybe you'll post a Hobo Stew recipe up there for our Patreon supporters. Your yeah, Hobo Stew I mean, uh, link of the week, ho- as we mentioned. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want like Hobo Stew at this time? It's just great. <laughs> all right, Ellie. So uh, any parting words thoughts questions comments concerns considerations um one day at a time everybody just one day at a time be be kind to yourself be kind to others right yes all right right uh we'll talk to you soon because we're going to do one of these again yes we will (laughs) all right bye everybody bye Doesn't it just get you going? And it's so funny. It's the best music for this podcast. It really is. Because, like, especially after the last one where I was just like, (laughs) I am not okay. I was like, euphoria.